Welcome to Glass Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Matt Burke. Joining me today is the wonderful and awesome and colorful and a big Boston guy, Mr. Kyle Franz. <laughs> Kyle, how are we doing today? That's a lot more creative. Look at you. Getting better and better. <laughs> Just, you know, I called you out for repeating on the last one, and here you go. Trying to change it up. You know, <laughs> Got to keep them guessing. You never know. Since Sarah, Sarah never listens, so she doesn't know what I'm calling you, so it's fine. <laughs> Yep. Well, I guess you already previewed who we're talking about tonight. Uh, just a little bit. So today on the pod, we're going to talk about the Boston Bruins, Yay! the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights, and the New York Rangers. So we'll hit it off with the Boston. So Ollie will read the arrivals, departures, and then Kyle's going to kick us off with this one. So arriving is James Van Riemsdyk, Mylon Lucic, Morgan Geeky, Jesper Bovquist, Kevin Shattenkirk, Patrick Brown, Jason Megna, and Ian Mitchell. Departing is Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, David Krejcic, Patrice Bergeron, Connor Clifton, Thomas Nosek, Dimitri Orloff, Tyler Bertuzzi, Garnet Hathaway. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a big change, mm-hmm. a huge change. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. I, I, I don't think anybody can really have a a true opinion on this team. I, I, that's kind of what I've come down to because I tried to analyze it as best as I could. And this whole off season, I've been up and down about the idea. You know, I mean, it's nobody's fault. Bergeron and Krejci both decided to retire. There's your top two centers. Now you got to find the next ones. Um, I, I, I'm really excited to see the opportunity that a lot of these guys are going to get. Like the, couple guys you mentioned on there, Morgan Geeky, Jesper Boquist. I'm really excited to see what they do with, with the opportunity that they're about to be given to them. Um, right now they have Zaka and Coyle as the top two centers and on paper, that's not great, but Zaka played very, very good last year. I, I think he's underappreciated a how, how big of a part of a team of the team he was last year. And with him and Pasternak having the connection that they did, it's going to be exciting to see what they're going to do, obviously, without Bergeron, without Krejci. Everybody's saying they're going to not be good because losing them, you don't replace them. I, I don't disagree. I'm not going to argue. But I am super excited. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really excited this year. I really am. I'm really excited for this team. Not because I think they're going to go on and win the Stanley Cup, but I'm just excited to see the steps that they take. Is it going to be a rebuild after this year? Or is it? Go- or I don't want to say rebuild. I'm going to retract that. A retool, or are they going to um, turn it around right away? It, it's it's interesting. I don't know if they, if the Geekies, if the Boquist, if you know, even like a guy like John Beecher, if he can get called up, if Fabian Lysel, he's going to get opportunity. There's a lot of guys that are going to have a lot of opportunity on this team. So I'm really excited. I really am. I. Th- think we you got to remember there's a couple there's a couple factors on this team that I think people already forgot about the top four defensemen are very very good mm-hmm. I think as long as McAvoy Grizzly Carlo Lindholm are there like that's very 
very, very solid. Not just solid. That's 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 elite. And then Forbert and Shattenkirk as your third pairing. That's a really good defensive core. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I think people already forgot about that. And Swayman and Olmark were the best goalies in the league last year. Like neither of them allowed more than a hundred goals last year. Obviously, they had a record breaking year. It's gonna be worse. There's a good chance they'll have the biggest drop off of a season in points in history. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. If like it's gonna be thirty points, forty points possibly, they're still in the playoffs. <laughs> think mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> a lot of people think that they're that they had a like if they lose if they drop thirty points, they're still over a hundred. Like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot. So we'll see. I I do have them in the playoffs. I really do. I, I think as long as Jim Montgomery is there, and again, I know this argument doesn't make sense. I've made it a couple of times, but because Bruce Cassidy just won the Stanley Cup. But if Bruce Cassidy was still here, I'd go, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this team has enough uh, power to be able to play that style to win. There's something about the way that Jim Montgomery coaches. He loves opportunities like this, and I'm really excited to see what this team does with him because he's going to go in there with the mentality of, all right, let's, let's who's going to step up? Who's going to prove that you can be that guy? And he had, and whoever it is, look at their wingers like Pasternak, Marshawn, DeBrusque, JVR, like in that top six, like they're. Very, very good. They're very, very good top six wingers that have been doing it for a long time now. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see who does step up, and that will be my hot take, but I'll let you go next and talk about this team. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have too much more to add to that. I, I think you've done a very good job of, of talking about what this team is going to be and what to, what to expect of them, but... It's tough. I think, unfortunately, it's a tough division. You know, and there's some, there's a lot of teams making pushes to make the, make the playoffs this year. A lot of teams that got better in the division. It's going to make it tough. Like, the, if there's a year for this to happen, it was definitely. Bless you. Excuse me. It was not this year. This was a tough year for it to happen because a lot of teams got better inside this division. It's going to be tough. And the Metro is so stacked. It's probably only three teams out of the Atlantic. So that's what makes it tough, where it's like, and, and that's where, to me, if they miss the playoffs this year, it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. because, hey, stuff happens, you know. And and again, I mean, it's just tough. It's just a tough. It's a very it, the NHL is a tough place to play. It's a tough place to win. So if they miss the playoffs, it's okay. Like they're going to be fine. They have they have a good prospects pool. You know, they, they don't have any any can't miss prospects at this point. I don't think. But I mean, even and that's that's where it's. It gets interesting to me because, like, while I do think that they should do everything that they can to keep Swayman and Olmark there together, they have a very good tandem in Providence with Michael Busey and Michael DiPietro, Brandon Brandon Busey and Michael DiPietro. They could afford to move one of their goalies, and I think that they'd be just fine, mm-hmm. which I think is I think may end up being what they end up deciding to do. But I'm looking at it going, like, I really do think that Zach is going to be. I think he's going to take another step forward. Now, maybe without all the, like, he's going to be very exposed on this team because he's going to be, that's who they're lining up against every night. That's who your, um, geez, that's who your, your shutdown guys are lining up. Sorelli's lining up against him every night. You know, they stuff like that. 
And unfortunately, there's nothing he can do about that. It's just going to be what it is. And I, unfortunately, they lost so many good pieces that it's tough where it's like, if they could have kept, you know, oh, if we could have kept, you know, if we could have kept so-and-so, if we could, like, mm-hmm. to me, Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi is the one that I would have really pushed to keep. Unfortunately, there's just not enough money. And sometimes, you, and would you rather have Olmark or would you rather have Bertuzzi? Yeah. On on this team, I'll answer that, Olmark. Yeah. On this, with this roster, this team, if you, if you want to win with this team, I think you need both those goalies in the net. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't have both of them, I'd. Yeah, I, I would take Olmark this year right now. Mm-hmm. I, and I think if Olmark has a year like he does, he did last year again, obviously, it, it doesn't even have to be as good as last year. If he does three quarters of what he did last year, he still has good trade value. Better trade value than t- what Taylor Hall got here. Mm-hmm. Better trade value or better value than what Bertuzzi would have brought. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's something that I just, to me, if they can find a way to score goals, they're going to be okay because they're not going to let that many in between that defensive core and the goaltending. They're not going to get scored on that much. So as long as to me, if Zaka, Coyle, Geeky, and Bovquist can win their faceoffs and be, if all of them can be 50% or better in the faceoff circle, I think this team will be just fine. Mm-hmm. But all that to, with, with all that, though, I do have them in fourth place in the Atlantic, which means I do have them missing the playoffs because I do have the Metro taking five teams. I think they're going to miss by three or four points. Yeah. And it's going to be a dogfight all the way to the end. And quite frankly, a little bit of rest may not hurt this team. Yeah. So I just, unfortunately, I just, I got to, you know, I got to be fair to, to what I'm looking at. They did, I mean, and... You're not going to re- replace Bergeron and Krejcik in one offseason. You're not. And the people that are, oh, you got to go do this and that and blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Like, yeah. they, they did what they could. You got. You really need to give what's inside your organization a chance to show what they have and be okay. It sucks that it comes after a career or after a literally, like, record-breaking season. Yeah. But unfortunately, that stuff just timing is what timing is, and there's just no way around it. So yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it, and there's really no arguing because you know their third line going from you know Taylor Hall being on it, Charlie Coyle was the third line center. Like going from that to now Coyle moves up to your second, you trade Taylor Hall. That means you're going to bring up you know Jacob Lauko and Trent Frederick. It, those guys are big. They're going to have to step up. Frederick, I, I think I mean Frederick is he had a great year last year and with the opportunity, like everything you said, I agree. If they can score, that's where the Jim Montgomery effect comes in. Mm-hmm. Cause this team scored a lot last year. And this isn't a knock because the amount of goals that they stop and the stuff that Bergeron and Krejci do all over the ice is great. It wasn't those guys that were doing that. It was the, the other players, the other guys that, and obviously I'm not going to argue. Bergeron takes away all the best players on the other team, so you don't even have to worry about that. Now you do. There's a lot of things that matter on this team, but I don't know. I still have high hopes for them. Call me a fan. Call me optimistic. I don't care. I I do still like this team, and I do like the roster. I think for what Sweeney was given with the cap, with the stuff that's gone on, with the, you know, being in the playoffs for so many years and being so competitive for so long, it is what it is. Um, Fabian Lysel looks like he's going to be a player, and I'm looking forward to him, and we'll see. It's the next step. He played pretty well in the AHL last year from what I heard and saw, 
and we'll see. And it'll be a training camp for him to step up and, you know, make this team. And if he makes this team, it could be a big difference, but yeah, uh, I don't want to go any, like, I don't want to go through the whole Bruins thing without mentioning Lucic coming back. I don't know if it's the best move or not. I don't care. I can't wait to see him back again. It's just one of those things, you know, I almost forgot how much I did love him when he was on the team. And I mean, frankly, if he plays like he did these last two years, he's going to make a big impact on this team because he did in Calgary. Mm -hmm. He was just making too much money. So Mm -hmm. no one wanted to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but he is a very, very quality fourth line winger. So I just can't wait to see him put that Jersey back on and just, I don't know. I just, he's one of those players that he belongs there. He needs to be there. I wish it was last year, but it is what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, last year would have been that would have been a big difference come that playoff time because he would have helped a lot with that. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny because that's my hot take. My hot take is that he's going to score forty points this year and have a hundred penalty minutes. <laughs> forty points, I love it. So yeah, yeah. since sixteen seventeen was the last time he did that. Yeah. So I may be completely crazy. I don't care. I think that. There's enough there. He's going to be familiar with the city. He's going to want to do, he's going to want to, hey, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Let me show you I'm back. And 40 points is not that many points. Like if he can get a little bit of power play time, if he can score some goals, I just, I think the goals are going to need to come. Like the bottom six is going to have to contribute on this team. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a big part of pushing that, especially because he may end up in that third line. Because if Frederick or Laco, if they falter at all, He's moving up. Mm-hmm. He's who's got to go up. And then, you know, he's playing a little bit more and all that kind of stuff. So I may be crazy and I don't care. I think in a million dollars, there's a lot less pressure. There's a lot. And he, again, he's going back to where, he, you know, as you said, he should, he should have been for, for a long time now. Yep. So I, I, I just think that that's, it'd be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the thing I'm most excited about with him is to help, a guy like Frederick grow. I, 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 part of me wants to see him start and there's a very good chance he starts on that third line with uh, possibly either geeky or Boquist. Um, and frankly, I, I'll, I'll kind of move into my hot take a little bit here. I think Morgan geeky is going to move up the lineup. He's going to play with Marshawn and DeBrusque and he's going to score 20 goals this year mm. with them up there, which to me is the game changer of this team Mm because that brings Charlie Coyle down to the third where he probably is better off. And if he plays with the guys like Frederick and Lucic, like you said, that there's potential for that 40 points with guys like that. So that line would be really annoying to play against because Coyle is one of the best puck protectors in the game along with the two, well, the toughest player in the NHL on your left side and a very annoying player on your right side. So that line would be really fun to watch. I, I, I frankly, I'd like to see that line happen, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. His, uh, Morgan Geeky's career high in goals is nine currently. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. And like you, uh, you're going a little bold, but I, I do, I could see it. I mean, he's somebody that Carolina was waiting for and waiting for and waiting for. And then Seattle tra- picked him in the expansion draft. And then, He just never really found his place there, and they kind of sort of shuffled him around and didn't really play him where he needed to be played. And I think the big reason he wanted to sign in Boston was because he wants the opportunity to be a number two guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and really get the opportunity to do that. And I think they're going to give him that opportunity because I do think Coyle is better suited to be a third-line center than a second-line center. So, yeah, no, I like that. I think that I would not be shocked at all to see that happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that opportunity was promised. That was one of the reasons he did sign from what I heard. That's what I read. So yeah, it'll be really exciting. And I just, I could see him fitting. If he does, if he does gain any sort of chemistry with a guy like Marshawn, look out because mm. we know how good he is. Mm-hmm. And I think DeBrusque is kind of an underrated part of that team too. Like I, I think he's, I think it's kind of forgotten how good of a season he really had last year. And I do watch the majority of the games and he wasn't. So two years ago, he was literally like the joke in the, the chat rooms and stuff I saw was like, he's like a human traffic cone. He just doesn't move under Cassidy. You could just tell he just wasn't happy last year. It was like, this is the guy you need. He plays like, a fast Lucic did back in the day. He has that like anger on the boards. He wins puck battles. He makes plays like, yeah, he's a good player. He's a really good player. He's a big part of this team. So yeah. Hey, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. It's all about who takes it. If no one takes it, this team's in trouble. Mm-hmm. If other players step up, they'll be just fine. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the team. Cool. Uh, anything else before we move on? I'm I'm good. Nope. I'm good. All right. We are going to move on to the Vegas Golden Knights then. So arriving, none, which is crazy. And then departures are Riley Smith, Phil Kessel, Teddy Bluger, Jonathan Quick, and Lauren Brassois. So, <laughs> I mean, that's hardly any turnover Yeah. at the end of the day. Especially when you look at final, Stanley Cup final lineup. You're taking a healthy scratch, a backup goalie, and a hurt goalie out. You're taking a fourth liner and a second liner out. That's really not that much. Yep. Your D four your D core stays exactly the same. Like I just that is that is good for this team. Like I just this team is primed to make another run. I, I think that they really as much as I struggle with the decision to trade Riley Smith. I think, unfortunately, there's the business side of hockey, and it was a business decision of we need the $5 million in cap space, and we feel that Ivan Barbashev is a better fit than Smith was, mm-hmm. which I agree with. Yeah. So it's a tough call. I mean, there's part – to me, it's it's tough because I think that maybe they want you want to see them trade Martinez instead. I don't know that that's no. better. It's just it's tough. It's it really is tough. I mean, in an ideal world, they just trade for Carey Price from Montreal and just put him on LTIR and then you know, be they or be uh, be Tampa. But you know, they decide to get to not do that. And you know, it's just to me, I think this. I like this team. I like what they have. I like what they're doing, where they're headed, what they're going to be this year. I think now that they've won, it's just going to be a, the pressure's off. And I can't wait to see this team with no pressure. Where it's just, hey, if we struggle, we struggle. We just gotta get in. We don't care. That division's so wide open. We've done it before. Even if we slide in at the eight seed, we're so fine. We're still probably gonna win. Like it's just it's crazy to me how I think that this team is now gonna have a swagger about them that is really good to see. And you know, your your goalies are Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. That's a that's a good looking tandem. And just you didn't lose anybody. I mean, you, Riley Smith's the big the big loss, and and I I love Teddy Teddy Bluger, but they have enough inside of their 
organization that you can afford to lose him. And so to me, like, I just think that they really did. They really did a good job with this offseason. They hardly made any moves. I mean, I think they're like one of the only teams that have like zero free agency signings, like zero, like, and not even, I think they may have had one or two like minor league transactions, but even that was very minimal. And yet it's just like fully confident going into the offseason like that, because I know that this team is still primed to take another cup. So, yeah, I mean, I have them as the first seed in the Pacific division. I don't think that there's another team that's going to take that from them. I think that that's where they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't like to like knock Stanley Cup champs, and usually that you know when a team wins, you're like, ah, yeah, that's gonna be tough to replace that guy. Or it's gonna be tough. Like they did, they had nothing. Like I mean, Riley Smith is it is gonna be tough to replace. I mean, it's he's a good player. He's and he's been a big part of the team, and it's a shame. But hey, business is business, and at least he won a cup there, so that's cool. Um, Barbashev is gonna be big for this team. I really think so. In a full season of Barbashev, is going to be massive mm-hmm. because, yeah, you saw how good he really is. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, they're in the playoffs. There's no doubt. That I don't think there's even a question. If any of those Pacific teams, like, I, I don't see any of them being better than them. Um, I the, the only thing I could see happening is like, just kind of like this year, like they might get third place, second place. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I, the one thing I will say, you know, as much as I'm not a points guy, I'm really not that big into it. I, I still think they do need other players to score a little bit more points than they did last year. I I, I do. 60-something mm-hmm. is 68 or whatever Eichel had is the most. Is Yeah. I, I don't know if you want to have another season like that. You'd, it'd be nice to have a couple guys in the 70s or maybe at least one in the 70s and then the rest in the 50s, 40s or something. Like, that's fine. But, like. I don't know. I think if I'm them, I'm hoping, you know, maybe Barbashev does step up a little bit more offensively for a full season there. Maybe March Assault comes out a little bit, scores a lot, little couple more goals this year. Again, I'm just nitpicking. I'm just trying to find something to mm-hmm. talk about because, I mean, this team's a powerhouse no matter what. If they're in the playoffs, look out. As long as they make it, that's just the thing. They got to make it through the regular season. They're not going to be the best regular season team. I know that. I mean, I think we all know that. I don't think anybody would argue that they're not the best regular season team. Clearly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we how many? How many? Like this team won't win the President's Trophy, but that's okay. Well, I don't want to say won't, but you know what I mean. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they they finish at the middle bottom of the Pacific, or I don't know, even wild card. I wouldn't be surprised. But it doesn't matter because they'll still be like a favorite in the playoffs with how good they really are. Because my big question is goaltending. That is that is a question mark in my opinion mm-hmm. for 82 games. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hill played great in the playoffs, no doubt. But 82 games is a lot longer than just a playoff run. You know, he made a lot of very nice saves and a lot of big plays, big time saves, big good timing saves. You got to do that for 82 games. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's it's a question, but it's more of a it's it's a question that can be answered very fast in the first like month or two of the season if they're both at 900 save percentage and you know, letting in less than 2.5 goals a game. Yeah, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned one bit. So, yeah. That's that's my only question. Uh I will move in my hot take then off of that. I do th- my hot take is is they trade for a goalie by the end of the season. 
just and it, I, I don't want to say that like if Thompson's hurt or something, I don't mean it that way. I'm not trying to like cheat the system. I just think like if this team is going to struggle, I have a feeling it's going to be because of the goaltending mm-hmm. and the team might go, yeah, let's go try to find someone to maybe, maybe, uh, you know, light a little fire in Hill or just something. I don't know. Just That's just my opinion. I think there's a chance they look to trade for a goalie. So they acquire Connor Hellebuck in the trade deadline, is what you're saying? <laughs> no. Why not? I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking more of, uh, I'm trying to think of just some, like a bad, like no, I'm not even talking like a big name, but like kind of like Aiden Hill was. Just an option. Just some another option. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, did you hear anything about Robin Leonard? Is there any chance we see him again? That was a question I was going to ask you. I, okay. So last I had heard... <sighs> Who's Vegas GM? Uh, Kelly McCrimmon. Thank you. Totally drawing a blank on it. Yeah. Last I had heard, he when they asked him about it, he said, when they asked him about Robin Leonard, he said, oh, I don't have any update on that. I don't know where we're at. Yeah. Which says tells me that he more than likely is done. Yeah. So, which sucks. It mm-hmm. really does. It's a shame to see him his career be over. You know, he finally gets back to being on the top of his game, gets some injuries, and just unfortunately happens. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe. I mean, he's still. I mean, he's. I want to say he's like 34, 35, something like that. I would have guessed like thirty three. So yeah. So I think that he's still young enough. Like it's possible. It's possible. I guess that he could. You know, at some point come back. He's 32. Okay. But just, I don't know. I, it, I just would be scared. I'm, I for, I think it was a knee. Was it a knee? I don't remember exactly what it was. Honestly, I don't even, I think you're right. It, which is why I thought we'd see him, but I haven't heard anything. Yeah. And he's not listed on daily face off for me to click on his name. So I'm not sure. I, I, I do think that he's, he's probably played his last game in a Vegas gold, nice uniform. I think likely he's played his last game in the NHL. Yeah. So, unfortunately, he may be the net newest version of Ben Bishop. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure where he lands, and I'd have to do a little bit more digging because I can't really seem to find any information about him. It's like almost as if he disappeared off the face of the earth, but which isn't always great. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a shame, with, especially with his history. I, I hope everything's all right. Yes. Absolutely. But, all right, so my hot take for this team is Barbashev, Eichel, and Marshall all score 90 points. 90? 90. Ooh, like it. I went spicy because <laughs> I don't know that all three of them had that. I think it's almost a guarantee that one of them will. I think it's probably going to be Marshall show, but I wanted to go spicy, and so I went with all three of them because, you know, you never know. And I just – I could see – this being the year where they score a lot and they have that 90 point, a couple of 90 point people. But as you said, the goalies, is, goalies struggle. And so that leads to them struggling even with all these points and the goaltending is what kills them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just, yeah, spicy. Yeah. Hey, that would, that would be a game changer. It's everything I talked about my opinion of the team. It would be nice to see guys get that. If one of them did that, that would be, That'd be huge for the team. So, yeah, all three of them would be awesome. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't, my only thing, I mean, it's, it's a hot take, so I'm not going to, I'm not judging it <laughs> crazy. I'm not trying to go crazy on it, but like, I just don't think Vegas scores enough goals mm-hmm. to have three guys have 90 points because they're such a good all around team. They know what it takes to win a Stanley cup and it's not having three guys put up 90 points, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That's I like what, it. It's what hot takes you for, right? That's right. It's a hot take. Cause you never know. Cause, Cause I agree. I, I think realistically it's pretty much impossible with the way that they play with the coaching style. But hey, why not have some fun with it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's hot takes. I, I'm writing them down as we go. And uh, yeah, if at the end of the season I pull this piece of paper out again and look at it and we have two right, I'll be happy. <laughs> that would be cool. We should do a, a well, we'll on our on our last episode, we'll do an over, or in our, sorry, our last team preview episode, we'll do an over under on, or we'll give you, we'll, we'll have it open ended of how many. What do you think the correct amount of hot takes were, or how many hot takes were correct this year for for Glassbones Hockey Podcast? Yeah. We'll leave it up to the fans to decide and see what everybody thinks. Yeah, so, like but yeah. All right. Anything else on Vegas before we move on? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Well, going off the hot take thing, we could do a, we'll maybe type it out and put a little post out so everyone can read them and then they can vote that way like that because i'm not going to post a picture of this because anybody knows my handwriting you ain't going to be able to read it <laughs> it go rain it's go- <laughs> i don't know why but that voice just made me think of that yeah, yeah. Oh, ollie williams you gotta love it oh <laughs> uh, yes yeah no that's yeah you can look forward to that coming that will be out when we're done all of our team previews and we'll we'll post a, a picture with all the hot takes typed out so that way everybody can can read them because my handwriting is worse than yours so Sorry, mom. But yeah. So, all right. Anything else in Vegas before we move on? Nope. I'm good. All right. So next we are headed to the New York Rangers. So I'm going to give our arrivals and departures. So arriving is Peter LaViolette, Blake Wheeler, Nick Benino, Tyler Pitlick, Jonathan Quick, Eric Gustafson, and Riley Nash. Departing is Gerard Gallant, Patrick Kane, Vladimir Tarasenko, Tyler Mott, Ryan Carpenter, Nico Mikola, and Yaroslav Halak. So for this preview, we have a interview. Sorry. Yeah. For this team preview, we have another interview. So coming on the show for the first time is Raul Batista. So for those of you that are aware with my hockey stuff, I'm part of the Iron Knights roller hockey. So there's three heads to these, to that organization, which is me, Elliot Repsic, which you all met a little bit earlier. And now Raul is the third part of that. So we brought him on so he can talk about the Rangers. So we're going to cut to that now, and then we'll come back afterwards and share a couple thoughts and move on with the preview. Okay, welcoming to the podcast today, we have a new person. His name is Mr. Raul Batista. So Raul is a big Rangers fan. So Raul, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I was very excited to bring you on. So for those that don't know, we had Elliot on. So Raul is the third part of the three pieces of us who run Iron Knights Roller Hockey. So Raul, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that before we get into the Rangers? Yeah, you know, it's been good. Um, I'm originally from Jersey. I ran um, a few teams down there, uh, Choice and Line Cougars down in South Jersey. And then um, I... Uh, put together a couple of youth uh, tournament teams um, down there, uh, partnered with uh, Rink Rat and um, the family, uh, myself, and uh, we decided to move out to PA and 
you know, kind of expand out here. Um, just, you know, kind of knew about uh, 422 up in Pottstown a little bit. Um, I knew they ran teams out there called Team Blue, which uh, obviously, Matt, you were a part of for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I reached out to um, uh, Chris Lurch, uh, the legendary Lurch, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, got me connected uh, with uh, you and Elliot. And, you know, here we are today. We've been at it, what, how many years now? It's like three, three years. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the end of the tw- of our third year because we started in 2020. If I'm correct on that, yeah, it was. It's been good, you know, combining uh, players that I had and um, that you had out here in, uh, in the Pottstown area. We've uh, had some success in some tournaments and winter wars, and, and uh, your men's team recently won one big down in tours, which is uh, which is great to see for our program. So everything's been going good. It's been fun can agree to that too yeah oh yeah yeah it's been a, i mean it, team blue was was being just about to end when you had stepped in and kind of helped us remake the, the organization into what it is today and and obviously i mean we're not as massive as some of the big other big ones but we're still you know we're we're getting five six seven eight teams at winter wars for youth which is pretty good and you know and we're we're, we're always growing so, yeah, I mean, I, I've loved working with you. It's been great. I mean, I mean, Elliot's been a huge piece in that as well. And we've kind of come together and, and done a lot of stuff, which has been, I mean, excellent. And, yeah, we got to take home some championship or some hardware this summer, which was awesome. Take home a championship and, you know, kind of put our name out there for all the people that didn't know who Rink Rat Iron Knights were. And now we get to say, hey, we got, we're champions. You know, we have some teams that, that know how to play. Yeah, definitely. It's been a lot of fun. Got some good players and organization. Got youth program uh, up and coming you know so future is definitely bright for uh, for us so looking forward to it yeah it's it's really cool since since you've been there I, I was never really a part of it too much but you can just feel it around the rink like you can tell people are starting to get more involved in it so yeah nice job keep up the good work and it's really exciting yeah awesome thank you thank you you're welcome you want to tag the our uh, shout out the iron knights instagram page yes sir you know, at Rick Rat Iron Knights on Instagram. Um, got a good, decent little following on there. Um, I think uh, I'd like to post some some more content out there right now. You know, it's ice season, so I'm trying to highlight all our players that uh, that play ice throughout the year, get them on the page so, so people can see who our players are, you know, kind of see what they're doing and, and uh, where they're playing at. And just kind of just watch the kids grow as, as they come along. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been great watching and, and having that, that social media page has helped us tremendously with people being able to reach out or find us or that kind of stuff. And so it's been, you know, that, that stuff is awesome and it's really important to do. And so it's really cool also for the guys that are in our organization to be able to say, Hey, listen, like this is, you can see me over here on this side of things too. And then like right now it's ice season. So, you know, all of them are most, well, most of them are playing ice. So you can kind of do a little bit of both, which is great. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll use that ice transition to transition into into what we're going to talk about today, which is the Rangers. But first, you say you're from Jersey, but you're a Rangers fan. So how does that work? Explain that one to us. All right. So okay, I was born in New York, so I am a New Yorker. Um, I did live up in upstate New York, Rockland County area, for a little while, um, and my my aunt at the time uh, she was you know, dating a guy. Uh, he, 
played hockey and he was a big New York Rangers fan. So, um, so he, um, you know, he got me into, to liking, uh, the Rangers. Um, I'd say that's probably like in the early nineties. So 90, uh, 90, 91, 92, that's kind of when I started uh, really watching them. Um, but yeah, uh, born in New York, uh, grew up in New Jersey, New York uh, sports fan. So. All right. And well, which teams do you, you're, you have two sons, so which, which teams do they cheer for? <laughs> it's funny, my oldest son, Jaden, he's a, he's a Rangers fan as well. Um, but uh, my younger son, uh, he was born in South Jersey, right outside the Philly area. So he is actually a Flyers fan. Oh man! So yeah, we got we got a mixed household here. Well, he's kind of outnumbered. So me and my wife uh, and my older son Jaden, uh, we're Rangers fans, and we got we got one uh, black and orange in the in the house. Yeah, it's kind of hard when I have to buy him a you know Flyers jersey for like birthdays and Christmas and stuff like that. You know, but hey. Uh, yes, that's what we like to hear. Way to be, Justin. <laughs> no, that, that's, boy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That. I mean, it is kind of fun to have someone else in the household because I grew up in a household of the Bruins fan, Penguins fan, Devils fan, Stars fan. It was pretty crazy around our place. So at least you only have two teams in yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must have been uh, fun trying to fight to watch uh, those games on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And then my my growing up, my mom told me at one point when the Flyers sucked, I was like, I want to go root for somebody else. And my mom told me that if I'm going to do that, I have to move out. And I'm pretty sure I was 12 years old, so I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So, I mean, you kind of explained it to us, you know, what you're, why you're they're your favorite team and how long you've been a fan for, which, you know, I'm not trying to age it, but, you know, that's longer than both Kyle and I have been alive, but, you know, good for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, like, uh, what really got me hooked on them, um, is when uh, he took me to my first Ranger game at the Garden. And I can tell you, like, walking into that place, and I, I think just being a fan of hockey and not even just a Rangers fan, like, I think going to the Garden is probably, like, a great experience all around. And, uh, you know, I, he brought me there, and, uh, like, I was just in, like, awe, just looking all over the place. I, I didn't even pay attention to the game. I, and I was young, so I'm just, like, like looking on the ice, looking at the jumbotron, like it was just like what it, it was. The atmosphere was amazing, and you know, I just kind of just from there on, just like yeah, you know, the Rangers are my team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Garden is it's amazing. That's I've been up there one time, and honestly, like my goal is to hit every NHL stadium. And I was like, I'm just gonna go just so I can say I was there and move on, just because not a big fan of the whole New York thing. But uh, honestly, I cannot wait to go back. That was that's definitely in my top three stadiums and yeah, it is an experience that I feel like everyone should experience if you're a big sports fan. I agree. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, like I said, the atmosphere, especially a Rangers Islanders game. That's like, yeah, you go to one of those. It's, it's definitely an experience. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten the chance to be up there yet, which is it's on, it's on my bucket list for sure. I want to get up there, but I'm definitely not bringing my flyer Jersey for that one. So that one will be staying at home. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard a lot of great things about there and, you know, want to want to get around and see some of the different arenas and stuff like that. And Madison Square Garden is always one of the first ones. that's like, I want to get there. I don't really want to be inside of New York because not a big city person. But at the same rate, it, getting to sit in that in that arena would be one of the coolest things I think that we could do. 
Yeah, definitely. Sure. So let's move on to the team. So what do you think, where do you think they're going to fall this year? Playoff team, non-playoff team, you know, you think you're going to, they're going to go for a cup. What are your thoughts for the team this year? Uh, I, I think they will be a playoff team again. I, I feel like there's still a lot of talent there. Um, that can that can get them into the playoffs. Um, I I think it's really going to depend on, on some of these younger guys, like Lafreniere, Philip Pito, and Capo Caco. Like you know, those guys are pretty high draft picks for them. And um, I know I know a lot of the talk has been around Lafreniere. You know, when is he going to have his little uh, breakthrough season? And I you know kind of hoping like this year he kind of he, he's at that age where he's mature a little bit. Uh, He's been in the league now for like two years, so you know it's it's kind of like one of those things. I think uh, I feel like the coaching staff is going to want this guy to step up, and uh, you know his first overall pick. Uh, so you know that's that's pretty high up in the ranking. So mm-hmm. I think they got some. Uh, you know, they, I guess they, they want to see that return back now and, uh, and, and see what he could do. Yeah, well, I, I'm looking forward to him with uh, Laviolette in the system, and I think he's going to give him an opportunity in the top six. But I just wanted to ask you, like, what do you think of the hiring of Peter Laviolette? I like it. Um, listen, I, I was watching the you know, the Devils Ranger series uh, this past the playoffs, and um, I, it came down to coaching in that series, in my in my opinion. Um, I think uh, the Rangers got out coached. You know, they, they came out strong against the Devils. It was looking good. Uh, uh, the Devils adjusted and, you know, came back and just kind of, I'm going to say, dominated that series. And the Rangers didn't do anything to really adjust to it. And, you know, they kind of just, uh, they got knocked out. Uh, Laviolette, uh, you know, we know his history. Great coach. Um, I, th- I think the Rangers need that. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think, I think he's probably definitely one of the reasons. I think this team could make a deep run in the playoffs this coming season uh, as long long as they stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I definitely think that there's – I think that – it's funny because I think Gallant is a good coach, but I just – I think LaViolette is just one of those – he's one of those coaches that I think is going to take a team like this team and put them above of some of the other teams. And, like, in that scenario against Jersey, I think that if – Laviolette's behind the bench. I think they win that series. So, you know, and I think that with somebody who struggled offensively like Lafreniere, I think having a coach like Laviolette would be really good for him and when letting him break out, letting him, you know, be able to do his normal offensive things that he struggled with since he got to the NHL. And so, yeah, I mean, maybe this is, this looks like a like prime year for him to break out and do something special. So I wouldn't, you know, I would not be surprised to see him have his best year yet and kind of, put his mark on that team and say, yeah, like I'm here to stay. I'm, I'm, I was picked first overall for a reason and took me a little bit, but you know, here I am. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it can use a little, I, you know, they always say the uh, New York market is probably like one of the hardest to play in the league. You know, the media is hard on these guys. Um, you're in a spotlight. So, you know, a lot of times these guys like fade away because of that stuff. But, you know, I think, I think he's one that can handle it. Um, and, Hopefully this, this, this will be his year. Oh, absolutely. Yep, looking forward to that. Uh, one player I definitely wanted to bring up is Igor Sisterkin. Now, being a Rangers fan, you've been pretty fortunate, especially going back to the 90s. I mean, you've gone from Richter to Lundqvist. Now you got Igor Sisterkin there. It's, it's pretty amazing how 
some some organizations just continue to find goaltending, and then there's other ones that just can't find it. But <laughs> but uh, so I mean, what are your thoughts on Shesterkin? And I mean, he's a top goalie in the league, so I just yeah, curious to see what uh, you have to say. You know, people probably think I'm a little crazy saying this, but like at first, like I wasn't really thrilled with him. You know, he was making some great saves. Um, you know, he's obviously like won games for this team like and stuff but like I, I saw a lot of him letting in some like weaker goals and I'm like uh, you know you kind of got to make those saves but I think he's definitely proven himself um, you know he, he, he's kept this team in so many games um, and you know he, he's obviously like their their number one goalie and if anybody's going to take them deep you know he's, he's like the biggest reason so um, but yeah I like him a lot and like you said, the Rangers have been very fortunate in the in the goalie position. Like they've they've made some really good picks, and it, it's panned out for them. Um, you know, Lundqvist came up short the one year in the Stanley Cup Final against the Kings, but you know, I, I, last time I saw the Rangers in, in the Cup Final was that '94 season. So it was it was great to see uh, them back in there in the mix, and hope, hoping they get back in there again. Yeah, I mean, I certainly feel like there's a lot to like about this team that says, yeah, they're, they're headed in the right direction. And so, which even with some maybe questionable moves by Chris Drury. So I'm interested to see, I mean, I've, I've given him a lot of heat on the podcast about talking about different moves he's made and some decisions he's made. So you tell me, what do you think about Chris Drury? Do you think he's the GM that's going to take this team to win a cup? Uh, I love the guy. He's, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was talking to somebody about it. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day when him and Briere played on the Sabres together. Yep. And um, they, uh, it, it was that year where they were, they were leaving, and it was like the whole thing, like, well, where's Drury going? Where's Briere signing? And uh, you got Drury in New York, you got Briere in, in Philly, and it's kind of kind of crazy. Like, you know, they they Drury went and played with Rangers, Briere went and played for Flyers. Now they're both GMs of, of those teams, so. <laughs> You know, I, I think uh, I think Briere is actually going to probably do a great job in Philly. I know I know there's a lot going on there right now. They're they're kind of rebuilding here, but I, I think you know they're going to look uh, they're, they're going to do 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 good uh, as far as you know Briere making some good picks and building that team up. But I, I like Drury a lot. I love him as a player. I love his, his style, his game, and I think he takes that that attitude and that drive and, and the way he played into his GM duties and. I, I kind of like I, I've liked his moves. Um, I, I've liked what he's done. I think I think he's in the in right direction, and I think he, he he'll continue to make this team better. Yeah, you want to say anything on that? Yeah, I mean it's funny. So I'm just curious, like what when the Patrick Kane news came through, like what was your original thoughts? Because like Matt said, he, he, we've been a little bit critical of Jerry on here. So and that trade was I I don't know. My opinion was that it was just a it, it wasn't necessary, but I'm just curious to see what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, you know, it, the thing that bugged me about the Kane thing was I, I think they kind of knew, like, he, he was battling some injuries there. And, um, like, I, you give me a age right now, I, I think he's going to be productive. Um, but it was definitely a risk, and... I was happy with them getting Tarasenko, and I think that would have just been enough. Um, when they got Kane, I'm like, where are they going to fit this guy? Like, we got 
we got a lot of we got a lot of stars on this team, and you know sometimes you know getting one too many it kind of just throws things off. Um, but my opinion, though, I think if Kane was healthy, her in that in that playoff series, you know, may have gone the other way. I don't think so, but um, I think he would have been a little more productive. Um, but you could tell, like, you know, he wasn't really his normal self, and I think it was a hip injury that he was he's battling right now. So, yeah, a hip injury and playing ice hockey. Is, don't really go hand in hand together. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to harp on Jury's whole, you know, all his work on that one deal. I mean, hey, if you have a chance to get Patrick Kane, like I get that. And if for a rental player, it is what it is. You move on from it. It was just, I was just curious to see what your thoughts were when it came through. Because I mean, I guess it, in the end, you can say, hey, Patrick Kane played for my team. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, phenomenal player. I mean, I, I don't know how you can't be a Patrick Kane fan. The guy's so skilled and fun to watch. But um, he's definitely getting up there in age, so curious to see uh, what happens with him this year, um, where he lands. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been fun to see a healthy Kane, you know, there, and 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 also with, you know, if they make that move two months earlier or a month earlier, and then don't acquire Tarasenko, I I would really be curious to see what would have panned out there. But you know, it is what it is, and that's where. Like it's it's hard where you know I've been I've self admittedly been been critical of Jury for that move because I felt like it was excessive and unneeded and kind of hurt them in the long run because they had too many guys with not enough holes. But at the same rate, you know when you get you get the opportunity to take, to get Kane on your team, do you really let go of that opportunity? So and and hopefully I think the hope is that while in those, that locker room for those, you know, handful of games, Lafreniere was, was very close to him and was watching and listening and paying attention because I think if this year is the year that Lafreniere takes that step, some of that could be attributed to Kane being there, even though it was very short, but it could still be contributed to that. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, a lot of these young guys like to, to, to watch these, these veterans come in, like probably guys they were watching while they were playing with hockey. And, and now you're playing on the same team as them, and it's kind of like you know, maybe they get even a little starstruck. But at the same time, like learning and absorbing and, and watching and applying it to their own game. Yeah, uh, one one other one more player I want to ask about is I asked Matt this question when we did our team breakdown of the Rangers is Jacob Truba. Uh, what are your thoughts on him as being the captain? Uh, he best hitter in the league for sure but <laughs> i'm just curious to see what your thoughts are of him being the captain love him as a player uh i, I love his style his game i, I mean his hits are, are phenomenal like and, and they can like change the pace of the game like like just like that like i mean um that hit in the devil series on timo meyer like i know he was trying to spark the team up but i mean he i mean he got that guy good and it was clean and you know, I think teams and guys rally behind that. But, yeah, you know, that's a great question with him as a captain. Um, I, I, so far, I think he's doing a good job. Um, I really haven't read much, I should say, like about, you know, him and um, as far as like, how the players take to him as a captain and stuff like that. But it seems to be going well. Um, I, he seems a little quiet. So, I, I, obviously, we don't know how he's like in the locker rooms and behind the scenes, but he just seems like 
really like one of those silent leaders, like lead by example. Um, you know, hey, I, you know, I'm going to go out there and, and lay this big hit, and I want you guys to rally behind this and 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 play. Let's let's play and and win this game, like type thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's working for now. Um, you know, new season coming up, so looking forward to, looking forward to seeing how uh, how that pans out for uh, for him. You know, I kind of always thought that uh, they were going to give that to Chris Kreider. You know, he's mm-hmm. been around for a while. He's been very pr- productive the past few years. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, I don't think Truba is a terrible choice either. Yeah, I mean, I was Kreider would have been my choice, but you know, but again, we also don't know what's going on in the locker room, so it's hard to be. I think that's one of those things where the typical fan is like, "Oh, why do you do that?" And it's like, whereas the ones that are more serious are are understanding of. There's a lot that happens behind the scene and in the locker room that we will never see and never know of, and we just have to trust that the teams know what they're doing and they know who they're giving these seeds to because. We don't know, but I, I do, I do agree. I think I personally, I think it should have been Chris Kreider's. I think it's, I would be a little disappointed if I was Kreider, like you stayed through the rebuild, you signed that seven year extension. I think kind of the thought was you're going to be the next captain. And then that didn't happen, but hey, you know what? Stuff happens. It is what it is. Yeah, completely agree. So is there a move that you would like the, to see the Rangers make before the season starts or at some point during the season before the trade deadline? You know, I kind of would like to see him just leave it alone right now and, and let the let the roster be what it is. Um, I, I feel like they have um, a good a good base here. They got some good players. They still have some star players. Um, I think they have enough right now. Uh, Jury made some little moves in the offseason. I, I like the Blake Wheeler pickup. Uh, got, he's actually a, a good player. I like him a lot. Um, I, I know he's a little older, but I, I think he could be uh, productive. As well, and again, you're bringing on some some veteran uh, leadership. On, uh, I would say that you know, leave it alone. Uh, let's let's see how like the first uh, month, month and a half of the season goes, and um, I think I think we'll all be a lot behind the bench is, is going to get these boys playing. So, um, as far as like going towards the end of the season, like into the playoffs, I mean, it, it all depends on on needs and injuries, and you know. Um, you know what, what what they're lacking, but I, I kind of like where the Rangers are right now, and um, you know I, I think I think they're poised to to make a playoff run with what they got. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. I think I, I, if I'm the Rangers, I'm kind of leaving it alone for now. And trade deadline is obviously you know what your team is going to be at that point. Uh, so you have you have the Rangers making the playoffs. I do. I have them making the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with what I'm saying. I think Lafreniere and, and Edel and Kako are going to have big years. And if they do, I, I'm, I'm saying Eastern Conference Finals at, at least. Ooh. Okay. I like it. I like a confident fan. I, yeah. I'm, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to bring this up if they lose or don't make playoffs. And I'm going to say, hey, you were trying to be a Philly fan on that podcast. Remember that. Yeah, I'll deny it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So the last thing we got before we let you go is one thing that we like to do on our show is we like to give hot takes or bold predictions for teams. So do you have a hot take or a bold prediction for this Rangers team? Um. They signed Patrick Kane again. 
Mm, okay. I yeah. like it. I think, uh, I think Kane wants to be in New York. Um, you know, you know, I just talked to him going like to Buffalo and stuff like that, but you know, he made such a push to play with the Rangers. Um, no, I, I think from what I remember, he had like a surgery and he's recovering now, but, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, if they're in talks and they sign like a one-year contract again and, uh, have him come back. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to play until like November at the earliest, I think is what I heard. So I, that would be awesome. And it would make that trade uh, mean a lot more to me at least because having him for a full season would be pretty, pretty helpful to the future of that team mm-hmm. and, and the current team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think, again, I mean, I think his presence in the locker room would be so helpful for some of the younger guys. So I think if there's a way to get that done, I think Jerry needs to make sure that he can get that done. So, yeah, I know. I like that one. I think that's cool. I really, I really think that that's a, that's one of those that I'm like, I can see it happening. And I, and I like, I like the, the bold predictions where it's like, yep, this is very possible. And so I think that that's one that is, is very doable. And I think it just depends on where Kane's health is at and what he's able to do and not able to do, because you don't need a 50% Kane. You need a hundred percent Kane. And if that means not getting him till January, just wait, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. I agree. So Eastern Conference Finals, Patrick Kane in the lineup. Let's go Rangers. <laughs> oh, yes. Perfect. All right. Well, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to say before we, we close this out? No, this is fun. This is a fun little podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I've listened to a couple of your shows already. It's good stuff. So I wish you guys luck. And, uh, yeah, you know, I look forward to some, some future episodes. Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate you spending some time with us. And as much as I hate to say it, let's go Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You don't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Well, this was great. Thank you, Raul, for coming on. And, yeah, well, uh, thanks for listening. All right. Have a good one, boys. Thank you very much, Raul, for coming on the show. We look forward to having you back at some point to discuss the Rangers. It was very fun, even if the Rangers are meh. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to really like Chris Jury a lot, so you got to hmm. start being nicer to him. No, never. Well, I mean, you know, off that. Sorry, Raul, but, you know, we're just going to head right to my hot take, which my hot take is that Chris Jury gets fired by the summer. <laughs> so I know that uh, you're you're a little high on him, and I think that's great. And, you know, hey, it's a hot take, you know, right? And I'm certainly not here to roast him job, his job. It's more just, you know, something I look at and go, hey, maybe the, if they struggle this year, if, if they miss the playoffs, if whatever, maybe they have to take a serious look behind the, uh, behind the, behind the coach even, not just, I mean, they just hired a new coach and say, maybe Chris Jury's not the guy. So, yeah, I, I certainly think that he could be, but at the same rate, I like to go with a little bit spicier hot takes. So this one was, uh, was very spicy. So sorry, Raul. Know you're a big Chris Sherry guy, but I absolutely love him as a player. But as a general manager, just got some question marks. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue that because I guess that kind of goes off of mine a little bit because I do not have them in the playoffs. Hmm. Uh, we talk about a lot of these teams, and it's it's tough. It's really tough. So yeah, I don't have I'm having them miss the playoffs, which 
I mean, call I, it's not too hot of a take, I guess, because I just I don't know. I have a lot of teams making the playoffs, like in that division. We've talked about it. I think we both have five and three with the Atlantic and the Metro. So I, I just there's a lot of teams, and it's weird. There's five in the Metro, and I have the Rangers not in it. Mm. So yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to do that part. I I think they're going to be seed number four, so I do have them in the playoffs. But I I wouldn't be surprised. I think the the big I think question mark which helps their chances is if Patrick Kane comes back, which we talked mm-hmm. about with Raul. I think that if that if that happens, I think that that does that especially makes that fourth seed look very very reasonable, especially under Laviolette. But I would, and that's what I think Laviolette is the part that also keeps me kind of. I just I can't see them missing with Laviolette and that with, behind that bench. Mm-hmm. They have a lot going there. I mean, they have one of the top defensemen in the league. They have one of I mean, probably one of the top five, maybe ten shutdown defensemen and Ryan Lindgren. They also have Keandre Miller, who's just like he's so good, but he like he's hidden on that. I mean, that decor is so good. Mm-hmm. Braden Schneider, Jacob Truba, like they're just so good. You have Chris Kreider, who's gonna score your goals. You have Panarin, who's gonna put up points. Sabanajad is gonna score. I just don't see them. I don't see them really missing. But at the same rate, I do think that there's definitely holes in this lineup. Definitely. But yeah, I don't know. I I do. Th- I I just see four being a good place for them. But I could also, if I would not be shocked if they do fall out of the playoffs, yeah. because again, this division, every team in this division got better. Every one, which is crazy. Because how many times can you say that? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's it is. It's just unfortunate because. Like I said, excuse me. Yeah, there's. I have five teams there, but I already named the Capitals, already named the Islanders, already named the um, Devils, and uh, Pittsburgh and Can- Carolina. Yeah, Carolina, and yeah, I I'm, would assume Pittsburgh's the other one. I'm but previewing. I guess that's. Oh, it's not. Sorry. It wouldn't be a shock, obviously, because we've covered almost every other team. If we haven't already covered every team in the Metro, other than Pittsburgh, so yeah. I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, I have Pittsburgh in the playoffs. So, unfortunately, the Rangers are the odd man out. There's six very, very, very good teams in the Metro. And, unfortunately, yeah, one of them's going to miss. And I just, I have the Rangers the odd man out. I, if, if you argue with me, I'm not really going to have too many arguments, per se. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm pretty high on the Capitals. And I think the Penguins did enough to have a better season than the Rangers do. So, well, so yeah, that's just my opinion. And, but as long as every name you name there and you are sister there, they're going to be tough to beat. No mm-hmm. doubt. They're not going to be an easy team to beat. I have them missing, you know, kind of like you had the Bruins very late. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a dog fight till the end, but unfortunately one team's going to miss it. That probably a lot of teams that should be in the playoffs will not be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's what's awesome about the NHL. The NHL is the most competitive league in the world, and it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So much better than football. <laughs> oh, just keep roasting football like you do Chuck Fletcher and the Maple Leafs. It'd be great. Well, Zach's the one that brought on brought on. Oh yeah, well you'll find out. The, the listeners will find out about that later. But yeah, Zach Zach was on this earlier tonight, and he brought up football. And yeah, not a football guy, but anyway. Did you give up your hot take? 
Oh uh, yeah, that just the Rangers are going to miss the playoffs. Oh okay, sorry. I'm, I'm I was just like having a brain fart of like for some reason I thought your your hot take was going to be about Lafreniere, but oh uh, yeah, I don't probably know. should have been, but because I've talked to him up a lot that I think I'm excited. Or well, I guess we kind of talked about that with Roll. Like I'm mm-hmm. really excited to have see him at the better role. And I hate keeping this team out of the playoffs with Laviolette going there because I would hate to see his career. Because like if he goes and they miss the playoffs, mm-hmm. there's a chance he's gone after mm-hmm. one year. Because <laughs> the expectation of this team is to win. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else in the Rangers or anybody else before we close out? Nope, I'm good. Uh, thanks to Raul, though. That was a great interview. I had a great time talking to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was fun, even if you're a Rangers fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, it's worse be a philly fan i know i've accepted it's okay (laughs) but yeah so thank you all for listening it's been a great episode and we've enjoyed doing these team previews so thank you all for listening and for coming back every week we're consistently seeing our listeners and group and averages going up all the time and we're so appreciative of that and we know that that's all due to all of you who listen regularly and those that share it and tell their friends about it we do appreciate it and we're trying to be the best that we can and, and really give you guys perspective and, and really help with understanding what's going on in the hockey world. So thank you all for enabling us to do this by listening every week. So thank you. This is another episode of Glassbones Hockey Podcast.